Right, so um, tonight I'm going to talk to you for a little bit uh, and then I want us to kind of do something in response to that. Um, hi. Hi, what are you doing here again? Uh, well, as is customary and I think is necessary, we should pray for you. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Now? No, no, do it um, in five minutes' time, when okay. I'm halfway through. No, not really, just get on with it. Heavenly Probably, Father. yeah. Shh. Heavenly Father, thank you for John. I thank you for the message that he's prepared. Lord, I thank you that you can turn um, one voice into a message for all of us. Father, I thank you for um, the, the fact you never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, as this John's had a struggle this afternoon as, as he's worked through that, Lord God, I thank you that you haven't left him and that you've got a message for us. So, Father, would you bless him now? Would you encourage him? May we encourage him. And, Lord God, I thank you that you want to speak to each of us. So help us, Father, to listen, to receive that message, and then to let it impact our lives. In your precious name, Father. Amen. Amen. Um, if, if, I we... just, if I just keep this, I could be annoying. You can if you want. You won't just be annoying me. Uh, all right, okay. Anyway, um, when we start tonight, I just want us to look at one uh, just Bible passage, two verses long. Okay, it comes from the book of John in the New Testament. Uh, if you've got your Bibles or if you've got a Bible app on your phone or a tablet or anything you've got, it's John chapter 14, and it's verses 12 to 14. Thomas, what you up? Oh, there it is, three verses. 12. I just can't add up at this time of night. Okay, 12, 13, and 14. There we go. Okay, so... It says this, and this is a reading from the New International Version. It says this, Very truly, I tell you, not just truly, very truly. Okay, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. Okay, it's not just anybody talking here, it's Jesus talking here, kind of at the end, uh, towards the end of his ministry, and you see that he has done amazing things, and we know about the miracles and things that Jesus has done. He says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You, ask me, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Okay, I want you to really think about that, that last verse, John 14, 14. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Right, if you've been around Christians for a while and church for a while and kind of Christian media and uh, websites and books and stuff like this, you might have heard uh, people talking about making declarations in their prayer, declarations before God or making decrees um, before God. Okay, and often people um, can start a prayer by saying, God, I decree and I declare, okay, and these two words have got um, slightly different meanings, and I just want to talk about that tonight. Is this mic really crackling? Yeah. Yes, please. Um, there we go. Hopefully this one won't do the same. Um, you have to tell me sometimes if that is happening, because um, I can't hear it, because you've got the speakers there, and they're not behind me. It's doing the same one, this one, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. What? It's not my beard. No, it's not my it's definitely not my beard. It is the microphone crackling. No, it's not static electricity. It's something to do with the sound system. So there you go. I can do nothing about it. 
in your court. All right, okay, so um, the word declare. Okay, so we're talking about declaring and decreeing. Okay, the word declare comes from the Hebrew, uh, akva. Okay, turn to the person next to you and say akva. Turn to the person on the other side of you and say akva. Rachel seemed to turn to the radiator and say akva. Okay, right, it means to make known. Okay. Akvar means to make known or it means to set forth an accounting. Okay, you might have heard the word declare uh, if you've been on holiday and you've been traveling somewhere and you come up to customs and you immediately start to feel guilty. Have you ever done that? It's like that thing when, you, when you're driving and a police car's behind you and when you come up to customs and you just come up to customs and you think, as I go through here, they're going to find a gun or a packet of heroin that someone has put in my luggage, or they are going to find a dead body in my suitcase. And you get really nervous, and then they say to you those dreaded words, do you have anything to declare? Do you have anything to declare? And you want to say, no, but if there's anything in there, I didn't put it there. <laughs> okay? And they ask you, did you pack your bags yourself? And I always want to say, no, I have a butler. Um, but I never say it. Right? But the word declare, that's probably where you hear it. Do you have anything to declare? And the people who are asking you those questions, oh, you don't pack my bags. No, you don't. She doesn't pack my bags. The, the, only times, the only times Ruth does pack my bags, she always forgets something and then complains when I have to go shopping and buy something else. Right, okay, so, and she puts the gun in. That's right, Josh. I know, Ruth's never put a gun in my bag, and I normally pack for myself. I don't have a butler, and my wife doesn't do it. Okay, but the customs agents, when they're asking you that question, do you have anything to declare, they're basically asking you um, about what you have, okay? What you're in possession of, okay? What you are carrying, okay? And spiritually, when we're talking about declaring in that way, uh, it's a similar kind of idea because we're, we're speaking into the heavenly realms, into the, into the spiritual realms, and we're actually making known what we already have, what we are carrying in our spirit, what we are holding that God has given us, what he's, we've taken possession of. So we can declare our righteousness, okay? Because God says we're made righteous through the sacrifice of Jesus. So we can declare that we carry righteousness. We can declare that we carry in our salvation, okay, our, our victory that God's given us. We can declare that we are a friend of God, okay? The Bible tells us that we're a friend of God, so we can declare. Okay, and then in contrast to declarations, okay, decrees, okay, they're, they're a tool by which uh, we can cause the truth of the heavenly realm to be made free, made real in the natural realm. Okay, so it becomes a daily reality. Okay, we can decree um, health when we're praying for somebody. Okay, we can decree provision and abundance when someone's in need. Okay, we can decree peace when there's conflict and turmoil. Okay, because these kind of decrees, they're, uh, they're there to fulfill. Something that God said. Okay, Matthew 6, 10. Okay, says this. Okay, and you'll probably recognize it because it comes from the Lord's Prayer. Okay, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a decree. Okay, that's a decree, not a declaration. 
Okay, it's a statement of truth. Okay, the, the definition of decree in the English language, if you look it up in a dictionary, it'll say something like this. It'll say it's a statement of truth that carries the authority of a court order. Okay, so for example, if somebody um, goes uh, into the court and they've been stealing and the judge and the jury find them guilty, okay, they give a decree and they sentence them to prison. And what that decree means is that the guy who is guilty no longer has a say in the matter. His authority is taken away because it has been decreed that he's got to serve this sentence that's been put upon him. In the same way, um, you could have, like, you watch films where, like, suddenly they, they, there's this character who's, you know, been accused of something or uh, has had the death sentence upon them or something like that, but really they're a good guy, maybe Robin Hood or something like that. Okay, so Robin Hood's got this death sentence on him from, uh, from King John and... Uh, and Prince John, sorry, and he comes through, and at the end of it, the end of these films, Richard the Lionheart always comes back, and he decrees that the death sentence is taken away. He decrees that Robin Hood is a hero, and he needs to be regarded that way. So he gives this kind of legal precedent, okay? Decrees in that same way. Uh, in the spiritual realm, okay, we decree God's provision and blessing, over situations, over lives. And then it means that when we decree it, then that anything that's coming against what we decree has no valid objection or no standing to come against it. It's a legal thing, right? But you know what? That first verse that we looked at uh, and John 14, 14 had that phrase in it. Uh, in my name, okay? He may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. And maybe you've been listening to me so far, and you've been saying, John, it, it seems like you're saying that if we're following Jesus, we've got some kind of magical ability to just declare things, and they will happen, right? Okay, I declare this morning that the sky will be green, okay? Puff, puff, and the sky is green. I declare that um, when I open my wallet, there will be a £50 note in there. Just check in, but no, there's some headache tablets and some receipts. Okay? It's not like that. And the reason it's not like that is when we're talking about decreeing, and when Jesus says, ask for something in my name, he's not just saying, use my name instead of abracadabra. Okay, what alakazam. It's not just so Josh can say, please give me the skills of a master craftsman to work wood with my hands in the name of Jesus. All right, okay, it didn't work. I've seen the things that you build. You're getting better. He's getting better, isn't he, Sean? We actually, he brought Sean to check out his ramp. It was like Sean, it was like a little child going to their dad and saying, Look at this drawing I've done, Daddy. This was Josh on Friday night. Sean, please come and see this ramp that I have made. Because if I have your approval on the ramp, that will mean so much to me. And, and Sean said, yes, all right. Um, 
Have you jumped on it? That's what he said. Have you tested it? Have you got a load of people to check it won't break? All right. Okay, but it's not that. It's not just that we get to use God's name as a magic word. It's basically, if we're doing something in God's name, we're doing something that we know he has said is what he wants. We're doing something that lines up with his character. Okay? All right. If... You know, if I wasn't here at church, right, uh, and Libby took over for the week, and Libby gets up and she says, This week in church, in the name of John, I am decreeing that we shall have a vintage tea party every day. We shall serve communion out of 1970s floral teacups, okay? We shall all wear bonnets. There shall be lace everywhere. And I decree in John's name that church will now look like this all the time, okay? I imagine most of you will know well enough that that is not what I am asking for, okay, all right? You know me well enough to know that I am unlikely to be providing, uh, providing communion in uh, 1970s China. All right, okay. But if we know God well enough to pray and to ask for things that are in line with what his word says, what it says he's like in the Bible, the things that we know about his character, that's when decreeing in his name and asking for anything in his name, that's when that's going to be powerful. Okay, so we ask for the things that we know uh, line up with God's heart. Because if we start to decree our own vision rather than what God wants, that just creates confusion. But we can decree things that are in line with the Bible, okay, that establish his purpose. Okay, you can look in the Bible and you can find where people start to miss things because they're not lining up with God's heart. Okay, the Israelites, they missed the promised land because God gave it to them, but they didn't think it was how it should be in their vision. Okay, the, the Jews as a people missed the Messiah in Jesus because they were expecting somebody else. They were expecting somebody to come with a sword and an army and just completely defeat the Romans and take them out of um, uh, the slavery they were in kind of to the Roman Empire. But they missed it because they were going by their vision rather than what lines up with God's heart and his purpose. Okay. Decree. The Hebrew word that's often used for decree um, it means this, to divide, separate, and destroy. Okay. So if we decree something that is in line with what God wants, say we're reading Psalm 112.1, okay, and it says about being blessed. Those who fear the Lord are blessed. It says that. Okay. So if we decree you're blessed over somebody who is a Christian, if we can decree in prayer you are blessed, what we do is we establish a blessing and we separate them from anything that's purposed against it and destroying um, the plants that God's made for them. 
So a decree separates and divides. It separates someone um, from the plans of the devil that come against things. Okay, so when you think about these things, about declaring and decreeing, okay, there's four points that I just want you to think about. Right, when we decree, okay, number one, we speak God's blessing on our lives. Okay, turn to the person next to you and say, we speak God's blessing upon our lives. Okay, number two, we bring about the will and purposes of God. Awesome. Number three, we separate and destroy the plans of the enemy. You're getting very good at this. And the last one, number four, we impose a judgment that the enemy cannot oppose.